Welcome back again to our last podcast before the start of the eagerly awaited FPL season. Joining me in the studio, as always, is James Carr and Jason Fleming. We're all talking length through the week, aiming to bring down the Fantasy Football Fix predictor. We are the men, and the fix is the machine. One transfer per week, so let's see how the King Week 1 teams, both man and machine, are set out. Let's go! So anyway, welcome back everybody. This is a really exciting episode for, for many reasons. First of all, what there is, about three days left to the start of the season. I'm sure everybody's running around trying to get the uh, team sorted, wearing the same boat. We've also, this in this episode, we've got the Fantasy Football Fix. They've emailed me the Machines team that has been predicted from their stats. I haven't looked at it yet. The guys on the call haven't looked at it yet. I promise you we have no idea. We've picked our team, so we'll see what that's got um, in store for us as well at the end of this session. We've got questions from Twitter. and we've got, We're going to talk about the transfer merry-go-round that was Tuesday the 9th of August 2016 that saw a lot of different changes that I've kind of made everybody change the teams around a little bit, especially in defence. Um, and then we're going to look at these budget options because everybody needs them. Uh, we're going to go through each individual position. Uh, so, what well, defence, midfield and forward. And we're going to pick our most interesting budget option there. Then we're going to reveal our game week one team. And then we're going to reveal the machines team. And then if we've got any time, because we're a little bit late in the studio, we'll talk about any more transfer rumours. So, let's get on to this. And before we start, I, I need to introduce you to the guys on the call again. We've got James Carr and Jason Fleming. Both their Twitter handles are on the article that will be published Saturday morning. How are you two guys? Twitchy bum time. Hi, that's it. I, mean, I keep making changes every single hour. Just can't get my can't keep my finger off the transfers. Are we going to be making? You need a job, Jace. Nicole Miller. Okay, so let's get straight into it. And before we start, I'm just going to talk through our draft uh, three from last week. We changed the midfield quite a lot, but the forward line and the back lines that remained unchanged, and it's a little bit similar this week. We've got Courtois in net still. He's been there since the very start, as has Jakupovic, his, uh, our sub-keeper. Our back three in our game week one team from last week was Baines, Shaw and me. We have Evans on the bench who rotates with me, and we've got uh, Smith, our cheap £4 million Bournemouth defender that's come from Liverpool. Our midfield is Hazard. Ali, Townsend and Fagule, uh, which we think is quite strong. We've got bench fodder of Wayne Routledge from Swansea. Um, and then up front we have the unchanged Long, Aguero and Ibrahimovic. Quite a strong um, front line there with some great ownership. So that's the draft two and we'll come on to how we've changed that later. But let's just have a look at some of the questions on Twitter. Um, I mean, he's back again, guys. Mark, Mark Buffery can't get enough of this podcast. He's asking another question. And I'm going to put this to you, Jay. He's, he's asking, who do we think will be the biggest fool's girl this season? And he's given some options. John Stones, Delafeu or Redmond. So, I don't know, who's going to be the biggest letdown out of those three players? Jay, what do you reckon? Yes, if I was going to pick a, the biggest letdown from them, I suppose it'd have to be Redmond. Obviously, I know he's played a little bit out of position. Uh, he's in a new team. Playing Watford at home for the first game of the season. Uh, we'll see how, see how he gets on. But I think people are expecting a lot more from him. And like I say, I think Stones and Delafeo are going to settle in fine. I think they're going to carry on their preseason form. And I don't think, obviously, you can go wrong when you join Man City, one of the biggest clubs in the world. So out of them three, definitely Redmond for me. It's very interesting that, um, Jay, I've seen a lot of teams, including my own personal one, actually, that are included Redmond. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it, I suppose it could go either way. He's not had the best of luck with the team that he's been involved with lately, has he? Um, 
relegation is his speciality. But yeah, we'll see on that one. But great question, Mark. Yeah, like I say, it's only because of them three. If it was anyone else, yeah. I don't think he would have been included in the letdown. Yeah, tough one, actually, when you say it like that. Uh, good point. Right, okay, I'm going to take the next one. And this one is from That Damn David. Um, that's his Twitter handle is at That Damn Mank. And he's asking, he's a bit skittish on Figuli, he says, um, after the IU transfer, is he still a guaranteed starter? Well, David, I think I think he is for game week one, definitely, because we've seen injuries to, to Lanzini. He's not back till, what, probably around game week four, a push after the international break. And I think he is the only person, really, that threatens that position. I see Ayu, I don't like you guys, but I see Ayu being, you know, in that number 10 role behind uh, Andy Carroll, even maybe more advanced. He played like that for Swansea. I don't think he's, he's a natural winger. Um, so I think Faguli is nailed at 5.5. But do you want someone in your team who could be threatened once that Lanzini comes back? They haven't finished in the transfer market yet. Um, so there are a lot of options. So I'd say that, yeah, game week one, game week two, you probably sorted, but the pictures are great. So. Yeah, well, there's another thing about, like, for Gilly, I mean, there's Noble, there's Carroll, there's Pyatt, there's Ayer. There are four different players at West Ham that could beat into the points. So, yeah, you know. Even Valencia can threaten that position. So I think you've got a good point. And when we come through to our draft three um, recap, or our final draft recap, sorry, you may see that Pagula has been omitted, uh, David. So, you know, we'll see about that. But, yeah, he's definitely a good player. And at 5.5 million, uh, it could be very interesting this, this season. And we've talked a lot about him on previous podcasts. So, Jace, I'm going to come to you now. Um, there's a, a football handle at Football Fallout. It's a really great account, actually. Um, so I'll go, have a check, I'll go check it out. But he's asking a really simple question, which is Wickham. Shoe. <laughs> so, two two words, but he just wants to know about Wickham, I guess. Right, well, obviously this year in FBL in particular, we've got a distinct lack of uh, forwards at that, pr- that price of 5 million to 6 million. I think there's only a couple of uh, players there, like Rhodes, Conor Wickham himself. I feel with Conor Wickham right now, uh, joint, uh, joint top goalscorer last season at Palace, I think he uh, is guaranteed to play. Uh, without, with Penteke, if Penteke chooses not to join Palace, I feel uh, Conor Wickham could be a a good shout. You all have a low ownership palace as well, but decent fixtures. They've got Andros Townsend, Jason Punch, and all those players behind them to feed them through. We know Colin Wickham can go through these periods of like scoring goal after goal and then do absolutely nothing the rest of the season. But I feel in particular this time, with the lack of options at six million, Colin Wickham could be a decent option. Yeah, I agree. And he, he was their joint top goal scorer last, last year, albeit only five goals. Like, um, only five goals, yeah. But it just shows you that, you know, if Palace have a good season, then so would Colin Wickham. Yeah, and they've got a good opening, uh, opening run of fixtures as well. The FDR is pretty good, so I, I, I can see, I can see a lot of managers, uh, you know, latching onto players of his price because you know they're spending so much for the players like Zlatan and uh, Aguero to get into the team. They have to buy someone like that. But West Brom is the first game of the season, and I, I don't know about you, but I, I, I'm kind of shipping out my West Brom players because I think they're going to have a tough time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. I just don't know what it is about West Brom. They're not buying anyone. They just they bought one player this whole summer. I just don't have much faith in them. Yeah, and they could be getting rid, obviously, of Evans as well. Could prove key to them. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm afraid that's all, all, the only time we have for the questions. Uh, we're a little bit short on time in the studio tonight. But uh, thanks, everybody, for getting involved. Um, again, please follow us on Twitter, at FPL Academy, and Instagram, same thing, FPL Academy. Um, get involved on the article. You know, you can put any, whatever you want. You know, we hope be offended, whatever you want to say. Um, so that's that there are all the questions thanks again and thanks guys for answering those 
Now, what we're going to talk about now, as I said at the start, we saw a bit of a merry-go-round or a bit of a chain reaction yesterday, didn't we, on Tuesday. Everton offloaded John Stones to Manchester City for a whopping fee. Um, and that gave them the money to bring in Ashley Williams and Yannick Velasse. And I think Williams has just been confirmed um, just before we recorded this podcast. So it's kind of opened up a load of doors and a lot of managers are running around trying to think, well, is Stones a good option? Will he start game week one? All this kind of um, noise is, is going around on Twitter. So let, let's just talk about these three players because they all could play a big part in FPL this season. Jay, I'm going to come to you first. I know you spoke about him at the, at the start, so... Um, Let's keep on John Stones and what prospects you think he can bring to FPL this season. Yeah, obviously, when you're paying that much for a defender, Matthew, you've got to kind of think that he's got big plans for him and he's going to be a regular starter. And at five million, obviously, that's the cheapest way really into the City defence. We know City are decent at the back. Obviously, Joe Hart, he's has a little fumble, but they're not a bad team, let's be honest. I think, let's say, if you consider his, well, his rivals, Otamendi, Mangala, both of them have been less than impressive during the last few years. So, yeah, I think he, he's a nailed an option. He was never a big shot at Everton, so I'm, I was quite surprised with the three. But I don't know if his replacement at Everton is, is the one to go for, to be honest. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's a great point. And, um, yeah, £5 million, it's kind of a bit of a bargain. I bet, you know, if this had been the start of the season, what would it be in price that? £6 million maybe? Five and a half, at the very least. But on on City, are they going to be strong at the back? I mean, we, we all we're all looking. Is Hart their number one keeper anymore? Well, well, I don't know. I used to have him on personal team, but I had to take him out because I'm a bit unsure. So maybe there's a little bit of a issues going on there. Let's hope John Stones can, for Manchester City's sake, you know, firm that up. Right. Okay. The next player that we we're going to talk about <clears throat> is, um, as I said, John Stones was offloaded, which allowed Williams to come in from from Swansea to Everton. He's also 5 million. Jace, what do you reckon about him? Well, there's a lot to say about Ashley Williams. Um, first, I'd just like to say, I mean, all the people at Everton, all the Everton fans right now, they must be sitting there with the biggest grin on their face. They've offloaded John Stones for 47 million and they've brought in Ashley Williams for, it's an undisclosed fee, but it's probably roughly around 12 million. That's like a 35 million profit and for arguably a defender who's more proven than better. What about Ashley Williams? I mean, what else can you say? I mean, like, last few years in the FBL, he's always been such a reliable uh, defender. He's, uh, last season especially, he was a BPS, ma- uh, BPS magnet, and he picked up about 24 bonus points for defender. He's, and 5 million as well. Joining that Everton defence with Cummins' uh, track record, you know that, um, the defenders like Baines, Coleman, Williams, their, their stock value will have increased so much more. Whilst at the same time with Everton, that's had an, uh, as benefit them, I feel as Swansea, there's, you know, there's a couple of things to talk about. Uh, with Williams going, we now have a four million budget option emerging at the defence in Jordi Amat. He could be a good shout. And at the same time as that, there is another problem with Williams going. You could argue the stock value in Swansea defenders is also decreasing. I mean, Williams was so crucial to them. I think Swansea are on uh, like are close to the precipice of uh, like meltdown. Without without Williams, they will struggle in my opinion. But for Everett especially, Ashley Williams five million. You can't go wrong with him. He's going to. He's only missed about eight games in about eight years for Swansea in the, in the like domestic league. So he's yeah, going to play. I was about to say that, Jason. Like he's not missed. He played ninety minutes every single game last year. No yeah. injuries, or if he did, he he played through it all. I think. Well, was he not in the squad for the last two games or something? So yeah, fair enough. Yeah, he's a he's a bit of a yellow yeah. card magnet. He needs to he needs to get that under control. He got eight yellows last last year, which was quite high, his highest ever total mm-hmm. for yellow cards. But yeah, I mean, he's an amazing player. 
Everton have definitely got the best deal out of that. I, I don't rate John Stones one little bit. Williams is by far the best best uh, <laughs> business there. Right, and then the final player that went into Everton's ranks there, um, although it's not been confirmed yet, but we're pretty, we think it's going to be there, is, is Yannick Balassi. Now, this is a really interesting one because we already thought that Everton were overcrowded in that midfield arena with the likes of Barkley, Delefeu, Lennon, um, Morales, all fighting for those positions. And now they're bringing in Balassi as well. Someone's got Someone's got to lose out there. And I'm not sure I know who it is. Um, it's probably not going to be Balassi because you wouldn't spend that much money on a midfielder not to play in every single week. And if you look at the stats last year, you just look at the midfielders, ignore the strikers. Balassi, he had more shots on goal than Kevin De Bruyne. He had more shots on goal than uh, Anatovic, who a lot of people got involved with. More shots on goal than Ozil. And so, you know, he, he had, well, he was probably in the top 12 or 13 of, of uh, shots on target. He had 25 of them. So you know he's very active in that in that goal area, and play and teams like Everton under Coleman, who have, could have a lot of chances at goal, they're the kind of players that you want. You want to pick midfielders who play for teams who have a lot of chances on goal, and I think that he's a really good shout at six million, and with Everton's fixtures, he could be real, really beneficial to your FPL squads, and I, I do urge you to uh, <laughs> to have a look at him. Um, he's not so great in the actual assist. Arena. I mean, midfielders are generally renowned for that. Um, if you look at some comparisons, Ozil had 144 chances created last season, and Balassi had 23. Massive difference. So you can see that he's more of an advanced player, he's more of a striker role. So at six million pound out of position, something to watch there. But they've got too many out of position players at Everton. So someone, as I say, someone's got to uh, to give. Is it going to be Del Delafeu? I don't know. We'll have to watch that one in the first game. Right, so they're all the players that were involved in Tuesday the 9th of August because it, it, it kind of changed everything for a lot of people in FPL purposes, me included. Um, and now we're just going to run through some budget options because everybody needs them in their team. There's always someone you need on the bench. There's always someone that you, you need to depend on to come in if someone's injured or you know, suspended. So we're going to go from the back right to the top and we're going to pick one player from each. And we're going to start with the defence and I'll take this one, guys, if it's okay. So, Jace, you spoke about this. You stole my thunder a little bit. Um, Jordi Amat of Swansea. Now that um, Williams has left, I see that, you know, there's no one else really to come in. Um, they've got a lot of uh, people arresting as well. So he's definitely going to play for game week one. And if he has a good start, I can see him holding on to that spot. He's only 4 million and he had some experience last, last season uh, playing in defence. So it's not as if he's unproven. And at £4 million, let's face it, you get these players to come in when you absolutely need them, when, when you know, your fourth midfielders can't play. It, this is a fifth, sorry, fourth defender can't play. This, we're talking a fifth defender here. So at £4 million, there aren't many options. I think there's Smith of Bournemouth or a Matt of Swansea. And considering um, Williams has left, I'd say, yeah, go for a Matt. So that's my budget option in defence. Jay, what about midfield? There's quite a few options in that £4.5 million uh, bracket. There is, I, Matty, it's hard to pick because obviously you don't, you don't want a mini team as you start at 11, but you need somebody that's reliable on your bench, like say for coming in and maybe a cheeky one point as a, a clean sheet. Um, without giving too much away, and obviously we were discussing previously, that Etienne Capoue, I think he's one to watch. Uh, don't get me wrong, the team well, they don't start off with the greatest fixtures for the first five or six, and definitely gets easier from game week six onwards after they played the likes of United, Arsenal, Chelsea, West Ham and Southampton in the first four or five weeks. And then they come on to an easy run of like Burnley, Bournemouth, Middlesbrough, Hull. 
Vanessa Ngapue is four and a half million. He's uh, got obviously a decent fixture rating after the initial initial impact. And when you have a look at who's in Watford's midfield, he's one of the highest scoring midfielders. He got 72 points last season, which isn't really too bad, not too great. But like I say, you're off to somebody that's just going to fill your team. And I don't think you can go wrong. Watford, I think he managed to keep uh, about 10, 15 clean sheets. It's 10, 15 points off somebody that's 4.5 million. It's just going to sit on your bench. Yeah. I'd look yeah, at him, I mean, to be honest. We, we had him in our in our team last week. Last week. Uh, sorry, a few weeks ago, didn't we? That we took him out for a, a more expensive Routledge. So we'll see what happens uh, in the pod. Um, right, Jace, finally, um, forwards. <laughs> you got the short straw here, uh, just. Talk about uh, some 4.5 million yeah. forwards, if there are any. Right, well, obviously, when Jay, uh, when Jay was talking about 4.5 million uh, midfielders, that's for the people that are going to be opting for the four, the 3-4-3 formation. Um, for the 3-5-2 formation, those that, of all the forwards, budget forwards out there, there's only really one that strikes me. Uh, that's Diomandi from Hull. He's played quite a bit in pre-season. Uh, he scored three goals. And out of the options, there's not really many that, you know, to choose from. I think he's the, out of them all, the ideal ultra-budget striker. Um, Hull have got a mixed bag of fixtures. Obviously, Hull, I don't think many of them have done a good season. But I think if you're scraping the bar- barrel for uh, like forwards to try and, uh, you know, expand your midfield, to try and have a power five midfield, I think Diomandi, 4.5 million. This is this is the really exciting part. What we're going to do is we're going to reveal the machine's team and we're going to see how different it is to our team. So we're going to walk you through it. Now I, I guarantee you, I haven't I haven't uh, looked at it. So I'm going to open it up on the email. Okay, so they're opting for what looks like a um, well, it's <laughs> it's hard to tell really because they haven't really got a, a cheap fourth mid- midfielder or a cheap third striker but anyway so they've got Heaton in net and we talked about Heaton right at the start we talked about Burnley and how impressive they can be in defence so they've gone for Heaton and our man Jakubovic so there's one common player so far in Jakubovic now their back three um, are Morgan uh, Macaulay um, my Tayad I, I, I shouted for him <laughs> at the very start um, in defence and Luke Shaw that's their back three also, on the bench, they've got Amat, we've spoken about him um, today, and Kone from Sunderland, there's rumours of him going to Everton, which is interesting. And then they have a, a mid-four of Tadic, Marshall, who's potentially out of position, um, Ayu, um, who is definitely out of position, and then Ericsson, we haven't really talked about Eric, well we have, but Ali's kind of stolen his, his limelight. And then up front, they've got Kane, um, and Carol and Aguero. Um, so, oh, I'm sorry. The fifth, the fifth midfielder is Jedinak of um, Palace. And mm-hmm. I must stress that this is picked by a computer. There's no human intervention here. The stats are loaded into the machine. Um, buttons are pressed. Uh, variables are set, and this is what has come out. So this is the com- this is a complete product of a machine. Um, obviously, humans built it. Uh, very intelligent ones. I've been speaking to the guys at Fix, and they are they are great guys, and they've got a great site. So go check it out, fantasyfootballfix.com. But that is the machine's team, and I will post this on the article on Saturday morning, and this podcast will be released on Friday. There's a slight change we've got to the agenda: podcast on Friday morning, agenda on Saturday morning. So I'll tweet both those 
um, when it's available. So that's the that's the machine team. What do you think, guys? Don't feel threatened, Matty, obviously. I'm not afraid at all. I think we're going to have the most. No human in the right mind would pick Marshall. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to quickly recap. So. Heaton, Morgan, McCauley, Shaw, Tadic, Marshall, Ayu, Eriksson, Kane, Carroll, Aguero, and Bench, Hakupovic, Jedinak, Yamat, and Kone. That is their team. doesn't say how much money they've got in the bank. I can probably work it out, but I'm guessing it's not. Um, there's not. There's no money left. So the idea of this is that every week we'll make one transfer mm. and we'll see who wins. So tune in next week for that our first transfer for game week two. Cool. And now, but I must add that both these teams may change on Saturday, but I'll make sure that the, the final drafts are tweeted before the deadline. Okay. Right. So we're going to just look at the man's team now because uh, it's gone through a little bit of surgery over the past week. And Jason, why don't you just give us a rundown of the transfers that we've made? Yeah, yeah, sure, no worries. Uh, obviously, Tuesday um, had a, like had a massive impact on the like the changes we made to the team. Uh, we've made uh, I think five in total. Um, we've decided to ship out Ben Mee um, of Burnley. Granted, uh, but we were always impressed with Burnley before a decent defence. But we've taken him out for uh, George Brent of Middlesbrough at four point five million. We feel Middlesbrough have good fixtures, and we had a look at like a few stats as well, and they were quite alarming. So. That made us latch onto a Middlesbrough defender. Uh, we did the straight. Uh, we did a swap of uh, Luke Shaw to Valencia. We think Valencia's been quite impressive in pre-season. Uh, they're both 5.5 million, but Valencia's uh, position is nailed on, and he's uh, been quite a, bit of, uh, quite a bit of an attacking threat as well. Um, also, just in midfield as well, we've um, taken out Figuli, uh and in place of him, we brought in uh, Nathan Redmond of Southampton. Uh, Figuli at 5.5 million. We just feel his position well. Position may not be under threat as of yet until Lanzini comes back, but there's a lot of players in that West Ham side, including Noble, Carroll, Pyatt, Antonio, etc., etc., that could eat into his points and could take the thunder away from him. And so we brought in Nathan Redmond. We think Nathan Redmond's been quite impressive as well in pre-season uh, for Southampton. He's been playing out of position. Uh, the manager, Claude Bell, wanted to play him as a striker as well. We think at six million, he could be a good show. He's definitely going to start against Watford as well. If he do, if he does doesn't keep his place in the team, then we can easily transfer out. But at the moment, we're going to, have to bring him in, and because of that, we have to downgrade Routledge back to our good man uh, Etienne Capoue at four point five million. And just finally, uh, up top, we've uh, went back and we've taken out Shane Long and brought in uh, Andre Gray. We've been very impressed with Andre Gray in pre-season, and with bringing in uh, Nathan Redmond, we then feel we've got Southampton coverage, so then we can uh, cover all bases and bring in Burnley as well. But yeah, there are two common players out of all of that uh, team in uh, between the man and the machine, and it's Aguero and uh, Jack Upovic, I think. They're the only common commonalities that we've got, so very interesting it's going to be. Jay, I'm going to leave it to you to just round up our Game Week 1 team as it is on Wednesday the 10th of August. Go for it. Yeah, and like I say, we've got Courtois in net. Obviously, a whole picture against West Ham for the first game. And then we've got a back three of Baines, Valencia and Friend. Uh, midfield four, Hazard, Ali, Townsend, Redmond. And then our trio of strikers, Gray, Aguero and Ibrahimovic. And on the bench, uh, goalkeeping def- bench is Jakubovic. And then we've got Evans and Smith. Yeah, I'm, I'm feel happy with it, Matty, I don't think at the moment. Like I say there's a lot of differences between our team and the fixed team, but I think I think we're on for an easy start. Hopefully, get a big lead before the computer starts to learn. Maybe exactly. our game week two transfer. I'm thinking ahead already could be to bring in Lukaku. Be interesting, but 
part of me just wants mm-hmm. to sell Ibrahimovic, get Lukaku, and then bring in bring in Pogba. But well, Lukaku is a troll, so Lukaku is a troll. This is a competition we made a... Team and they don't have any Everton um, strikers. So we're not going to change our team because we've seen the, the Machines team now. This is it. It's not going to change unless there's any massive injury. This is what we're going to be playing with on game one. Well, yeah. And also, like, when you were arguing, or one of our arguments in a couple of weeks back with Ibrahimovic was for the Machine, if he fails uh, and we own him, it's okay. But the Machine doesn't even own Ibrahimovic at this moment, so. But I'm going to check, I'm going to check the team value of that team. Um, and I'll. <laughs> But it's been a great pod, guys. We're getting kicked out of the studio right now. Jay, you've got to go do your uh, table tennis tournament anyway, so good luck with that. Thanks for listening, everybody. Get involved. Give us some feedback. We need some uh, encouragement going into the season. Good luck with your all appeal teams. And, yeah, enjoy the rest of the day. See you, everyone. Bye. Cheers, Matty. Cheers, Jason. Redmond. Redmond.